Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, it's Dr. Homebrew time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Dr. Homebrew, the only, and I would put my life on this, not really, the only show where you get to ask questions of completely handsome and totally qualified BJCP master judges. Mm. Did I get that right? Master. I'm reading the notes that you guys wrote for me, so I just want to make sure that... As long as you're not putting our pictures on the website anywhere. Oh, no, 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 no. We would never do that. Only after the second season. If we could just convince the BJCP to give us extra, uh, you know, uh, on Grandmaster points towards, (laughs) you know, working towards Grandmaster with doing each show we do. Yeah, I will... And and maybe a little plastic surgery. Oh, that would be great. Well, then you can afford it after, you know, after all, you know... I mean, look at me. I've had tons of plastic surgery. I'm 89 years old. Yeah. I would have said 87. Well, that's why you get top billing, because you're nicer to me. He's very perceptive. <laughs> He's very perceptive. He is very perceptive. Uh, this is Dr. Homebrew, um, where I sit and basically just take notes while um, while we have Brian Cooper and Lee Shepard here, uh, as mentioned, two BJCP master judges. Um, basically talk beer, uh, and, and then I try to go, oh, you know, I got that too. Yeah, I got that note too. But why don't you go ahead and you finish up your comments, and then I'll I'll decide if I got that too or not. Um, and of course, I always do. I mean, we our our palettes are always aligned properly. Mm. Uh, anyway, so that's what we do. You send in us a, uh, you send in us your own beer. You send in your beer to us, and then you get on the phone with us. Or if you're local, you come in to the studio and look at our handsome faces and try not to swoon. And we discuss your beer. Um, what you did, what you want to get out of the show, where where we you know we, we talk about your beer. Um, if you think uh, uh, you know, I'm getting 35 consistently on, on on these competitions, and I need to get better. I, I need to win something at NHC, or or I have this little off flavor. I don't exactly know what it is. Um, I think we're the guys to help you out with that. And by we, I mean Brian and Lee. Um, we are collectively Doctor Homebrew. We form like Voltron to get your beer on. <clears throat> what do you think about our new catchphrase we just made up? Mm, nice. It's pretty good. Huh? We give everything a 35, though, by the way. I mean, we don't ever score higher than 35. <laughs> or lower than 32. Right. It's but, a three-point scale. It's a very safe place to be. If that's why scoring, I like though. you guys so yeah. much. Because yeah. it's just like, well, 32. And like, oh. And the homebrew's going, oh, that's awesome. I've never <laughs> gotten above a 24. I don't know. Well, I'm just I'm doing well. Anyway, we have a couple good beers uh, lined up. Apparently, it's Belgian night. Because not only do we have a Belgian uh, pale, isn't that what that is? Westy Six clone from our, our good, handsome friend, Peter Peter Munoz. How you doing? Hi. Uh, we have a Westy Six clone, and then we have a Belgian triple uh, from Patrick. I don't know how we, we loaded up these, uh, these Belgian beers tonight, but uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't think we get a lot of uh, really good Belgian beers um, anymore, ever since this stupid West Coast hop bullshit came over all the ipas everything's ipas now 
nobody wants to you know learn how to do subtle malt flavors anymore. Well, even the Belgian beers are IPAs now. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> They're starting to do the Belgian IPAs. Yeah, that's. I mean, they've been doing that for a while. It's kind of kind of interesting because it's this, the same beer recipe will have such a different flavor. You know, <laughs> that Belgian yeast character just knocks the hops on their butt sometimes. This show. Uh, Every show we do, uh, Dr. Homebrew, from now moving forward, is brought to you by our new friends at Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn all about the best ways, in fact, in my opinion, the only ways, to clean and sanitize your homebrewing equipment. They, of course, uh, do PBW, powdered brewery wash, that I use every single time because I'm a lazy slob and I leave things dirty and disgusting until, uh, you know, after you after you brew, at least I don't know about you guys, but... After I brew, I'm tired. It's like six hours, seven hours, and I'm probably drunk and sweaty, and I don't want to be outside anymore, and I don't have a butler, so I have to. Ju- I just I leave everything. I just rinse it and leave everything. Um, and then the next time I brew, I use PBW. I let it soak, recirculate it. It does the work for me, and that's what I like. It's like those scrubbing bubbles, but less pretentious. <clears throat> If a cartoon can have pretension. Uh, anyway, and then uh, there's Star Sand to sanitize everything. And then there's 5-2 to adjust your mash. And they also have uh, Best Cleaners to clean everything. They, they they have a lot of different stuff. So check out 5starchemicals.com and then report to your local homebrew shop and pick up and buy them out of stock of all their PBW. Because uh, you can't say enough good things about 5 Star. Well, they don't make a shampoo or a body wash to take care of that funky smell you were talking about after your last <laughs> brew session. They could... <laughs> They could start doing that. <laughs> Five-star body I, I, wash. I think a little PBW would do that. <laughs> Maybe. Start mixing. Powdered body wash. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use it that way, Lee. Oh, man. I'd be a little I, harsh. I, 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 would, I would think you would. Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. Maybe, maybe one time when we have a slow brew day, or a slow day, wow, a slow uh, guest day where you know no one decides to come in, we just judge each other's smells. <laughs> About how much, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm already been drinking. Here we go. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to our friend Peter Munoz about his Westie Six clone. It's Dr. Homebrew, everybody. Stay tuned. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem you need the five-star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five-star treatment today That tea time. Dr. Homebrew, we are back and with us as promised, Peter Munoz with his West Vleteran 6 clone. Am I saying that right? You West Vleteran? West Vleteran, I believe so. Right. Close enough for me. 
There's no monks listening to the show. I'm sure Hope they'll not. be fine. Nathan um, might. <laughs> I wish Nathan would call in. You know, I really think that it's... Westville Tearin. <laughs> How long have you been brewing, Peter? It seems like you've been brewing forever. Um, Actually, I think I've been brewing for about nine years or so. Eight, nine years. Uh, I've been judging for almost the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. I kind of just got flung into it by accident by a broken bottle. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, state competition. Like someone knifed you uh, with it? Kevin Pratt called me and said that my bottles were dropped, and it was my one of I think my second competition I entered. Yeah. And it was in Sacramento. He asked me to come. I said I'd go drop them off. Next thing you know, I'm judging. And just like stopped. that. Yeah, just like that. They just handed you a pencil and said, "Here you go." Yeah, here you go. Right Don't on. talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, um, man. Trial yeah, by and, fire. And I started, yeah, of course, started with the extract and jumped right into all grain. Mm-hmm. Loved and then just found an affinity for all different styles of beers and decided to keep trying them. Now you're pretty focused on one style, right? When you you get the hang of or you 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 try to. Pin one down. I want to get them right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you were doing a, a, a ghost. My, my Gosa, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that for a few years now. That's the um, demon in Ghostbusters, right? It is. Goza. It is. The, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, it was at a right after a uh, judging class I did with Brian. Um, he happened to find a bottle. I got a small taste of it. And next thing you know, I'm searching it out, learning everything, everything I can and how to brew it. And that's what you're doing. And that's what I do. On a continuous basis, and then once you uh, once you pinned that style down, did you ever brew it ever again? I do, I do. Oh, and really? Change it up a little bit. I'm actually going a little bit more historical with it, with different mashing techniques, uh, different loudering techniques. When's uh, your book come out? Someday, someday. <laughs> I'm going to write the forward for it. All right, I've been you, trying to write you, forwards you for books for five years. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a small book. Hey, that's fine. Pamphlets are fine. I think pamphlets make a comeback soon. Um, all right, well, uh, let's dive into this beer. Uh, I think it's really good, and, and this is one I'm I'm looking forward to to hearing the feedback on because I've been trying to brew the same thing. Now, Westy Six is a is a it's a Belgian bl- table beer table beer, so um, it's not, lighter than a blonde. It's I guess, lighter right? than a blonde. Yeah. It uh, would be entered in the specialty category, the category twenty three. Um, I brew it to about five and a half percent, and I also what got me started on this was um, my favorite is the eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the twelve is great, but what's the eight? It, the eight is their double. Okay, and uh, to me, the twelve it, it's a great beer, but it can be too much to drink at one time. And but the eight, I can continuously go back to. And um, when I really wanted to brew that one, I figured I'd probably do the six just to build up yeast. And all of a sudden, I found it to be just a really exciting beer that I can eat, drink even more of. And that's what I started with this one um and on my search for finding a recipe uh i came across one through the candysyrup.com website okay and uh i looked through that one that i thought it was fairly close um and then cross-referencing that with the brew like a monk it gives you kind of sort of guidelines on how to do it and um i omitted the, the table sugar or the candy syrup that they recommend Mm-hmm. Because it's such a low gravity beer, I didn't I didn't think a uh, sugar was needed, and in this beer I used uh, the Belgian pale malt uh, and Belgian pilsner malt, Northern Brewer for bittering, Steering Goldings in the middle, and Howler Chow at the end. Okay, uh, so it's hopped fairly aggressive for such a small beer. Um, I also used 
the Trappist High Gravity, which is the 3787, 530. Okay. That is the surprising thing about this beer. Uh, Having had it fresh, um, it is very hoppy. You wouldn't think a Belgian table beer, anything Belgian in general... Uh, hoppy, would yeah. be very hoppy, but it, it is. Lee, you were saying uh, during the break that it was it's almost like IPA hopped. Or maybe I heard that wrong. Uh, junior IPA hop, yeah. Junior, it's a very hoppy oh, beer. Junior I mean, IPA, okay. It's a pale ale hop. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, no, it's very hop forward. Beer. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Peter's beer? Let's start with you. I don't know. There's not much left to say after all that. Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. It's very drinkable. Yeah. <laughs> um, it tastes like basically kind of Pils malt. And um, some hops and a lot of Belgian yeast character in this one. Um, the balance is good. I'd say compared to what I remember, the balance is fairly similar, but it's in kind of a different direction. The, the Westy 6 that I remember from having had this, and this is kind of going to turn into a discussion of our memories on this beer, I think. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of weird. Um, that beer is basically kind of Pils malt flavor and a lot of hop aroma and some flavor and bitter just to balance. I mean, it's a nice bittering balance. A little, little bit bitter for it, but not that much. Very refreshing beer. This one has a similar balance, but really kind of what's in the lead and the aroma and the flavor instead of the hops is this very peppery phenol, which is kind of nice. Actually, it works very well, but mm-hmm. it's not the same as the Westy 6. It's the Westy 6, that's all hop. Yeah, it isn't It isn't the same. So you've got a ton of phenols in this beer, and it, it works very well, but it's not, not quite you know, nailing the clone sort of aspect of it. But yeah, I could, that's what, that's I, what I, I, I could I could drink an awful lot of this beer. It's very nice. Six bottles of it. <laughs> yeah, where's the original for us? Uh, Brian, what about you, man? I really like this beer, too. It's got a you know a nice, uh, any aroma, pleasant kind of apple pear, lighter fruit esters, r- r- you know, pretty strong, uh, you know, but but smooth. And, um, yeah, that, that kind of persistent peppery quality just pokes up in there. Uh, you know, very, very yeast-focused beer. Um, you know, the malt is clean and, and light, pills-like, and, you know, kind of smooth and bready. Uh, you know, combined with the yeast component there, uh, almost cake-like, kind of, kind of a cool thing. The hops are really low and just kind of supporting in there. That you know, um, didn't get a lot of hop in the aroma uh, or the flavor for that matter. But uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a cool-looking beer too. The the head was very uh, moose-like, just super persistent. It's it's been sitting here for many minutes and it's still there. It's just very kind of a a moose-like head just sticks around forever, kind of white, and the beer is uh, a yellowy. You know, it was it was kind of a little hazier when I first started. But it's, I don't know. It seems it's fairly fairly clear. It's got a little bit of haze to it, but not too hazy. Um, and yeah, and the flavor just you know clean and fruity. This this nice light peppery phenolic, uh, you know, balanced with the malt and. Uh, but yeah, the, the the balance overall is to the yeast character. It's that that peppery thing and that the uh, the esters that the, that it's kicking out. Um, you know, hops and the flavor might be a little lower than 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 we were hoping for, but it's still on its own. It's a very very pleasant beer. Um, you know, pretty pretty f- uh, firm carbonation in this. Very highly carbonated, pushing out a lot of those aromas and the flavors. Uh, you know, even somewhat somewhat creamy and smooth. Just really pleasant beer overall. I yeah. like it. I like it too. I really enjoy it. Uh, t- tasting it, you know, I- I've been trying to brew this, like I said, the, you know, the, this beer also. And and my beer, we were talking in the break, Peter, about the the pop 
that that the West E6 has, and, and mine doesn't have it, and, and yours, I think, doesn't have it either. And that's one of those things I've been trying to get out of it, is, is that pop. And, um, and that's kind of what you want out of the show, also? And, yeah, and, and actually, well, for me, um, I've had a lot of people try it, and everybody tells me they like it, and, and it's a good beer. But, and uh, one of the better compliments was... Uh, Actually, it was from Justin last year, and he mm-hmm. says, "Well, you're in the ballpark," mm-hmm. and it is like That's a say, compliment. Well, <laughs> the, I didn't. The most general. It's a, it is. It's okay. a general compliment right. saying, "Well, I'm either the pitcher or I'm selling hot dogs outside." You know, it doesn't tell me anything. And, uh, and that's basically what I get out of it. And a lot of people, again, really like it. Yeah. But I only know a handful of people that have actually had the beer. And I've had it twice in I don't know how many years. And you get that little, you know, half ounce pour. And you're trying to get everything you can out of that little pour. And uh, so it, for me, it's really hard to go back to that memory and get that. It is very hard. Um it- for me, I get a lot of, of, of the yeast ester, but I don't remember in the beer itself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's very peppery. And uh, the only note that I wrote, uh, of course, Brian and Lee being consummate professionals, wrote sheets. I wrote too sharp on a pad of paper <laughs> because I don't know why. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it kind of has a too sharp of a quality, uh, that yeast pepperiness. Okay. Um for me, from what I remember, I remember that beer being velvet and smooth, sweet malt with with this parachute of hops over it, if you will. Yeah, that's and, basically and, what I thought. Yeah, and and this to me is very spicy, Belgian spicy. I use, I think, the Trappist ale yeast that I ferment at like 72, I 74. Think, this one I started at about 65. And it was there for a few days, and then I ramped it up to 70, 75. Mm-hmm. And it stayed in, stayed there until it finished out. Um, and it, yeah, it dropped. It started where it should have. It dropped where it should have. Um, and I thought the possibly that it could have been a little too spicy. But when, initially, when I had it, it did have that hot flavor, but it, it just faded right away. And again, the older bottles that I've had still had that that parachute of hops. Yeah, it's a good word, huh? It is it's pretty it is nice. Very good. I'm going to use that in your book. In your, <laughs> yeah, in your Goza book. My uh, no, that, that's not a hoppy beer. Well, whatever. A parachute of salt. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. What do you guys think about that? It's a paratrooper of a beer. Yeah, I mean, am I wrong about the about the spiciness? Is it is it kind of is it not to style is it is it well to style is hard to say but to, to the original beer I mean if you took that that phenol spice out and replaced it with hops you pretty much be there I kind of remember the Westy Six it's almost like a pilsner that just really has a lot more hop aroma and flavor to it so do you think I should ferment a little lower ferment a little lower pitch a little higher something something to try and make these this yeast a little less hyperactive yeah play with that yeah. yeast yeah to try, try and yeah. get the yeast to, so to it, basically it, shut up a bit <laughs> just now what about bringing cleaner. up the the other thing i was thinking is possibly doing a single decoction with this to boost the maltiness that might help uh, with the smoothness a little bit and maybe uh dry hop it i mean it was well, dry hopping might be a good way to get the hop character up there a lot mm. yeah that might be worth considering. Single decoction, 
Um, that it's maybe, a maybe. Maybe I I don't know. That that's pretty secondary at this point. I okay. mean, it wouldn't hurt. It might not help that much. But I will be because I will be brewing this again, and yeah. I want to get another. I hope so. Batch might, ready for NCHF. Yeah, might push you out of the ballpark, you know, across the freeway into uh, the yeah. shopping mall or something. <laughs> right, but yeah, the arcade. Yeah, more late hops, more dry hops, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. You might have to experiment a bit because the monks aren't going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's uh, but but something thing. to bring that hop character, especially the aroma out. Cool. Okay. I and mean, I- think about it. Think about it like you would a slightly throttled back IPA in terms of the hops. I mean, that's. Full-on American West Coast IPA would be too much. But, yeah, you know, yeah. try and get some way of getting that hop aroma in there more. And there, there's a lot of techniques that are used out here now that would, would certainly do that. Mm-hmm. Whether that's what they're doing back there, who knows. Yeah, But yeah. you could probably get closer to that hop profile doing a lot, I know, some sort of big late hop or dry hop mm-hmm. on this. Okay. And I disagree with JP. I don't think the pepperiness is coming across in a harsh way. It's it's or biting really in any way. It's it's smooth and it's it's balanced with the beer. It's you know the real thing might be a little more a little creamier and and uh, something overall just making it a little smoother and that peppery pepperiness might be more subdued. But what's there is pleasant and and it's a it's a cool beer. I really like it. Making a note, Brian is fired. Thank you. Um, yeah, I didn't mean I didn't mean for it to, to be uh, it, it's it's offensive, but I think for for that beer, I I, thought, I feel it was a little bit a um, little too much. Yeah, a little bit. It is good. I mean, you know, we we're all saying the same thing. It's it's a great, it's a fantastic beer, and it's already something you know. Um, but uh, okay, so so basically, you guys are saying hops. Just Add more hops. More hops. Out less hops. phenols. Everything else is fine. Recipe recipe wise, he's good. Yeah. Even fermentation, he's probably fine, right? Maybe just some late boil hops. I don't know if I'd go crazy and dry hop it. Um, just just kind of ba- work with the balance of the hops in there. And I, I think, you know, the, the bittering hop that's there is fine. Just add a little more late hops and, yeah, you're getting close. Cool. Play right. with that yeast. Peter, you got any questions for the guys? No, no. I think they pretty much covered it. Um, that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks for bringing the beer in, man. Thank you. It was very good. Next up is Patrick with his Belgian triple. So we're going to have to uh, take a break, play some songs, and uh, taste this. It's Dr. Homebrew. See you guys in a bit. Hey, guys. It's Push. June 26th, Wednesday, is the Brewing Network 8th anniversary party. And I'm supposed to uh, try to get you guys to show up and buy some tickets. And basically, if you don't come, you're kind of an idiot. If you're going to be at NHC, get yourself a ticket. Because this is sponsored by Northern Brewer and Midwest Homebrewing Supplies. And it's going to be huge. Justin may be a freaking moron, but he knows how to throw a party. So show up. It's the 8th Annual Brewing Network Anniversary Party. I can't believe we've been doing this for 8 years. But listen, it would mean a lot to me. If you go get yourself a couple tickets, show up, uh, and I'd love to meet you, shake your hand. We'll have a couple beers together and have a good time. It's going to be a blast. You never know what can happen. Last time I ended up with a freaking hop grenade tattooed to one of my legs. So uh, get your tickets today. Go to the thebrewingnetworkphilly.eventbrite.com and hook yourself up, and I'll see you there in Philly. Cheers, brothers um, and sisters. Was that awkward? Anyway, it'll be a lot of fun. See you there. Now, back to the examination. Welcome back, everyone. It's Dr. Homebrew. I hope that sound effect came through properly. It was supposed to be the snap of a glove, but it kind of sounds like a zipper. Hmm. You know, it says the examination is about to do something, and it should have more of a pop. Should have more of a pop. Yeah. I didn't hear either, but it might just be psychological. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to sound like a zipper. 
Um, all right, we uh, have been discussing Patrick's beer, which is a Belgian triple. Patrick, how you doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. Pretty good, man. Pretty yeah. good. I'm trying to see straight right now. Maybe I've had too much homebrew. I don't know. But is it good? I like it. Damn it. It's a good show. Hey, everyone, bring me beer. Yeah, yeah. It's working out. I need to get the uh, the follow-up, uh, you know, give JP a ride home show. <laughs> I don't expect it'll be as popular, but... You need to make make a plug for getting beers in, too. Yeah. See? God, you guys are so smart. That's how you do a successful show. You surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. And then you get it out. Anyway, uh, Patrick, how long have you been brewing? So, I started uh, seriously maybe two and a half years ago or so. Okay. Ever since I've been doing uh, one or two batches a month. Um, wow, really? But... This is the first Belgian strong ale I've done. So okay, it was um, a bit of an experiment. I brewed it with uh, my friend Skyler and. Do me a favor, get get right on that mic, please. Sorry. Sorry. So, <clears throat> so we decided to do this because we were interested in brewing a beer that we can condition because mm-hmm. we've we we brew quite often, but we also go through it pretty fast. But we had built up enough of a stock that we could start making stock ales. So yeah. We decided to uh, to go for a Belgian triple. How many gallons do you do at a time? Uh, we split a uh, 10-gallon process two ways, and then we each take a keg home or bottle half. That's the way to do it. Do you have roommates? I don't have roommates. No? So you have five gallons twice a month to yourself? Uh, I, I try and get rid of it as much as possible yeah. because I cannot deal with that much beer. No, it's really hard, man. I have a 10-gallon system, and I have the same problem. <laughs> you have instant friends, though, if you have that much beer on hand. So why a Belgian triple? <clears throat> Well, we'd done um, some other beers recently, and we were building up Belgian yeast, so we had it on hand. I'd done a, a rye pale ale that we'd split two ways, one American ale and one with 530, and then uh, from there we thought it would be interesting to try both of them. Uh, he had a, a pitch of unibrow that he'd been building up, so we compared the two yeast. Um, mine wasn't ready for the uh, Oakland competition, the homebrew competition recently, so I thought it would be a good chance to bring it here to get some comments on this beer. Okay, and that's what you want to get out, just just straight comments or, or just general how to improve? I would love to know how to improve because okay. I don't generally brew high-alcohol beers. Um, yeah. And so there, I was actually quite surprised when thinking about this beer. It's, people talk about a triple, it's a big boozy beer, it's high-alcohol. Uh, there's a lot of characteristics to it, but there's very few ingredients. So the complexity is actually comes from managing your processes and managing your control of the various uh, variables you have. So, mm-hmm. actually, it I think it was a lot more difficult to brew this beer than I had actually initially uh, expected it to be. Really? Yeah. What, um, what was your major hurdle that you didn't expect? Uh, I, you know, I had had ideas based on lower alcohols beers I brewed with 530, uh, the, the yeast I've been using, and this beer is completely different than, than the yeah. other ones I've done. Brian, and now for something completely different. <laughs> what do you think about Patrick's beer here? I like the the beer. Um, well, I blame JP for this, but it came out a little cold, and at first the uh, the aromas were kind of subdued. But as it warms up here in the glass, I'm getting a little more um, the uh, kind of light light fruit esters, a little kind of grapey, appley, just you know, pleasant, smooth um, fruity esters in there. Um, you know the uh, kind of a kind of a base malty kind of generic m- malt in there, um, kind of nondescript a little bit, but uh, you know um, not super pilsy. I got a, a little hint of kind of a a cooked corn kind of DMS thing in there, 
Um, the hops are very background. It's kind of a lightly spicy uh, thing. But, uh, you know, pretty pretty nice aroma. Um, the appearance has got a little bit of haze, kind of a good golden color with a low head that dropped fairly quickly. Some fu- kind of finer white bubbles and some slightly larger bubbles around the top here. But it, it dropped pretty pretty quickly, but uh, it wasn't quite as fluffy as I might have wanted, but uh, that's okay. Um, you know, smooth maltiness, fruitiness, kind of in balance with each other in the flavor. Um, I'm getting, getting Again, I'm getting a little more just kind of a generic base malt character than like a pills. I'd be interested to find out what, what malts were used in there, and if it was, you know, pure Belgian pills, then, then I'll just shut up, but... Um, <laughs> You know, and it finishes a little bit sweet. The The alcohol flavor is very smooth. There's just low alcohol flavor in there. And just, uh, was, I think Lee was one who described it. You know, the, this these beers to me are kind of good alcohol delivery mechanisms, you know, just, um, it, but it's, it's smooth and it, it's dangerous because, uh, you know, it's, it's a higher alcohol beer and it just goes down nice and nice and clean so and this does that you know when you're when you're drinking the flavor and the mouthfeel is pretty smooth too it's slightly creamy um you know not not really stringent or anything like that the carbonation was a little bit low i thought but uh you know um yeah really good beer overall lee do you agree with those yeah Yeah. Perfect. Um, Peter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, triple, as a friend of mine once said, Tyler, he said, uh, a good triple is a malt-based alcohol delivery vehicle. It will drink as easily as the Pilsner, and if you're not paying attention, you won't notice how strong it is. Yeah. MBADV. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not something you want to put on tap at a party unless you want some mayhem. Um, or it's girlfriend. got a little bit of phenols. In a, that's a long story. Um <laughs> So um, it looked like I just kind of sparked something deep in your oh, memory. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that drunk. Um, <laughs> so um, a, a good triple. I mean, it's yeah. got um, it's a big beer. It's got some phenols and some fruit. Supposedly, no, Esther. Supposedly, it should, it should balance a little bit more towards the phenols, and this I think kind of does in the nose, maybe doesn't in the flavor. It's kind of nitpicking. Um, it did present a little bit cold, so it was sort of towards the end of tasting this that things started really coming out for me. Um, but it's it's pretty clean. Um, the alcohol's good. It's not real high. Maybe there's a whisper of some heat in there. I don't know. Mm. Um, I think think maybe Peter was picking up a little bit more of that. Um, that's because we poured him less beer, so it warmed yeah, up yeah. faster. Um, that's all he gets. At, right. The end. Um, it was it was a clean ferment. There's nothing bad going on in here. No diacetyl, no DMS that I'm picking up. I mean, we had the question about that, but I are you getting if any? anything? Just a hint, yeah, yeah, just a hint. I'm not really. Right. Sh- I don't really. Then think that kind of there, can but. blow off after a while too. Just the alcohol's there, to, you know. It just it gets covered up, but yeah, I think I think there's a touch of it there. But with Pils malt, you you do get that a lot. Yeah, and um, the the malt flavor is very nice. Just kind of a plain crackery Pils malt kind of flavor. It was good. A little bit of a honey character to it, which you get out of that, and which is, works well in a beer like this. Um, it was nice and creamy. Um, maybe it wasn't as carbonated as some of these could be, but it's it's not bad. And you were saying you were this was not, not maybe bottle conditioning was something you were kind of new to or actually so, for big beers. So conditioning big beers is certainly something I've done a few times, but not often. Uh, this beer has been a month in the bottle, so maybe for a high alcohol beer, it's not fully conditioned at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a bit low. Right. Not not too much. No. You can be, use a little more, but not that much. I, it, it, might, it certainly poured it a nice there. big head. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it looked very nice, actually. It might perk up even more in a couple of months, you know. Hold on to these bottles. Right. And a slight bit of haze, but maybe that's because this bottle condition, it was frothed up a bit, and it also got driven several miles to get here. It was sitting outside in the kegerator, too. So <laughs> yeah, that will do it. Does it pour nice and clear at home? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. You yeah. guys have such problems with so much beer here. I know. <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. Our lives are difficult. We'll forgive yeah. the transport haze. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, in general, I thought it was good. There, there's no major flaws in here. There, there's there's next to no minor flaws. It could maybe use a little more um, phenol balance versus the esters, um, maybe a little bit more carbonation, which is, is a big thing in this this kind of beer. But, um, you know, give it another few weeks, maybe it'll get there if it's still bottle conditioning. Um, uh, that's kind of my take on it. It's a pretty good beer. It's a good job. Peter? I'm curious to uh, what uh, Pilsner malt did you use? So I used German Pilsner in this one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, which is a little cleaner. It's a, it's, it's a little less um, sweet. It's a little less sweet than the Belgian Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening to other people who brew a lot of Belgian beers, um, I I'm just now able to notice the difference. It, it's taken me a while. Uh, so that might be something you can look at to get a little bit more of that rounder, sweeter flavor. Uh, a lot of people will use the the German Pilsner with a little bit of Munich or some Vienna to kind of round it out and kind of emulate that. So this um, had a, a little bit of Munich. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's go over your recipe, uh, actually, because, uh, you know, maybe we want to dial it in here. So the recipe was 84% uh, Pilsner, two-row, uh, mm-hmm. from Germany. Uh, and then there was 6% uh, 10%, uh, 10 Levabon Munich malt. Uh there was 9% sugar, simple sugar. So it was corn sugar. No, no, sorry. It was cane sugar. We threw it at the beginning of the boil to get it inverted. And then there was two ounces of acid malt because we were doing such a light beer. We thought we might might try and lower the mash pH a little bit. Okay. Uh, what hops? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. And so there was a... Uh, a charge at uh, 60 minutes to get 30 IBUs with Ultra. And then at finishing, we had uh, two two ounces of Glacier and one ounce of Cascade to give it a nice little hot Oh, wow. Yeah. Never would have thought to use Cascade. Uh, you know, people say Belgians like mutts of beers, and I've I've read for a long time that they they use it. So uh-huh. it was a fun little experiment. All right. Now, what about uh, fermentation temperature? So we fermented, or I fermented this one. I started at 64 for two days, and then I ramped it up to 67 for three days. Yeah, and that's where you get that clean alcohol. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I held it at 70 for six days after 67, and then cold crash for two weeks before bottling. And what yeast did you use in here? So this was 530, so this was the same as the uh, the earlier Westy 6. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's, 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 a, wor- cool. it's a workhorse. Oh, yeah, it's a great yeast. Well, I agree with everyone. I agree with everyone. I love yeah. everybody. Uh, well, so w- what can you do here, guys, to to kind of you know get get this up here a little bit? Well, carbonated a little more. Um, and one thing that can help with that, and if you read some of the writings on you know, some of the old Michael Jackson books on Belgian beer, if you want to carbonate something like this, once you got it in the bottle with the yeast, put it somewhere warm. I used to stick it in my bathroom when I was living in a place where I got a lot of sun on that side of the house, and I'd close the door, and I'd come home from work. It'd be up at 80 degrees in there or more. And when I did that with beers like that, it re- they really carbonated up properly. Mm-hmm. So a little more heat while your bottle conditioning might help. You're not going to get a whole lot of you know hot 
hot ferment kind of problems doing that just because it's a small amount of yeast. It yeah. might help it really finish out. That and let it sit for a little longer <clears throat> to get a little bit more aged character to it. Um, yeah, the alcohol was nice and clean. It And that first pour, when it was cold, it was, to me, a little... It had a little, like, isopropanol-type alcohol to it, but now that it's warm, it's perfectly fine. It's so little, maybe yeah. it has a little of that. Maybe I thought the esters were a little high, so maybe a slightly lower starting ferment temperature or a higher pitch rate. It's hard to say. I mean, it's it's kind of splitting hairs at this yeah, point, yeah. but... If, if if you're getting a couple people suggest, thinking there may be that stuff there, maybe maybe it actually is, but at threshold. So maybe a little a little change in that direction would help. You get kind of a green apple, uh, meaty kind of thing, meat. Green apple and meat. Yeah, mm. sounds good, right? Yeah, like a big some cheese and nice little big with an apple in its mouth. Yeah, I do get that green apple. But yeah. that could just be a part of the yeast profile, possibly. Um, and I don't know if you you could have let it sit on the yeast a little bit longer. But then if you're getting the meaty that could would from old yeast, yeah, depending. So that's possible. This was from a third generation pitch. Okay, third generation. So you're probably pit- pitching some dead yeast cells. Yeah, probably. It, it's possible. It, it happens. It's also somewhat possible that this bottle was laying on its side in the, the cooler downstairs. We're just getting <laughs> a mouthful of yeast here. And we'll never know, though. From. It doesn't yeah, taste like it's an acetaldehyde sort of problem to me. No. Just There's a little bit of yeast in suspension here. Hmm. Okay. I, that, that's my opinion on it. Okay. Yeah, a little yeast-like flavor in there, but it's, yeah, it's not detracting too badly at all here. All right, good. Patrick, do you have any questions for the guys? <clears throat> Yeah, I had some questions. How would you uh, tune the water profile for this? Because it is a very light beer. There's not there's not too much going on, so it seems like the water tuning might be more critical. I maybe you're living in the East Bay, yes. Oakland, somewhere. Yeah. Edma water is fairly our, our local Edma got, water yeah, is fairly really water. low oh, in yeah. mineral. Oh yeah. Um, I wouldn't bend over backwards hmm. to monkey with it for a beer like this. It's probably pretty okay. Um, it's not like the water and all the different places in Belgium where they make these kinds of beers is all the same. And it's not like we know what they're doing to monkey with it there. Um, generally, pale beers like lower mineral water, definitely not carbonate. I, I would say probably what comes out of the tap in our area with a little treatment for chloramines is probably pretty good. I, I wouldn't worry too much. Just make sure you maybe got enough calcium to keep the yeast healthy. Which Your like, water's know, pretty 50 soft 50 parts per million or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got pretty soft water where out there. Yeah, it's a pretty light beer. I don't know that I'd go start blending it with with RO or or uh, uh, distilled water or anything to try to soften it up anymore. You know, it's not tasting really minerally to me at all. That would mess with the body, or what would that do if you started? Well, it would start fighting with the hops and some some of the other elements in there for for uh, you know uh, just a smooth. Uh, malt based beer and uh you know it could could make the bittering hop a little harsher if you had more minerals in there um yeah go too crazy with that yeah especially carbonate Sul- i mean it wouldn't there'd be no point carbonates. to put in carbonate I mean, yeah. that would just take no. it in the wrong direction a little calcium chloride might sweeten it up a bit a little calcium sulfide will push your hops up mm-hmm. um i don't know how much of any of that's necessary for yeah. this okay okay um, what about the sugars? How many pounds? It was a five-gallon batch? How it was many? a ten-gallon batch ten gallon. and uh, three pounds. Three pounds. Yeah. I think you'd go a little higher on the sugars myself. I uh, would would dry it, dry it out just a little bit more. It's presenting itself you know, pretty sweet, 
sweetly, and uh, it's on the dark side, so it's a very malty kind of sweet beer. And I think um, having just a little bit more of that lightness and dryness in there. What did it finish out to? So it finished out at a ten oh eight. Ten oh eight, yeah, that's ten seventy three. You're right there, yeah. It's yep. right there, yeah. It's very smooth. It's a now. Where did it start at? Uh, it was ten seventy three. Is where it started at. Okay, so yeah, yeah you're right there. Very yeah, smooth yeah, yeah, for yeah. such a big beer, yeah. I think it's great. That's wow. 10, 10.08. 10.08. That's amazing. There's a lot of sugar. I mean, maybe not that much, but there's yeah. enough. A little more sugar <coughs> wouldn't hurt. 10.73 start? 10.73 start. Is that before or after the sugar? That is after the sugar. Okay. Could yeah. probably, maybe be a little bit higher than that, but you I think 10.80 is yeah. a classical sort of start for that. But Try different sugars, too. Right. See, what, see, what you, see what you like more, you know. Um, I was looking at a Gordon Strong recipe here. He uses four pounds of beet sugar. That hmm. sounds pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, we did, a, we did a triple tasting in the, that NHC one year, and there was like the same triple recipe brewed with six different sugars, and it was amazing. The oh, really? Yeah. By the same guy, or just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the beet sugar, beets the general sugar source for the brewers in Belgium too. So yeah. it, it's it's rumored to make a difference. So that was something we had uh, discussed when we were formulating the recipe: was that when should we add the sugar, and what sugar should we use? Because we ended up going with sucrose, but we threw it in early so that we could make sure it, it converted <coughs> to glucose or fructose. What uh, what would you recommend using? Like, would you want one of these higher sugars, or would you want to shoot for these lower sugars, like an invert candy or something? Mm. Um, I mean, if you want to do it like they're like the Belgians are doing, it, you're probably using the candy sugar, which is I think it's a sucrose base, the beet sugar. Yes, it is the beet mm-hmm. sugar. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't think you're really going to invert your normal table sugar here or the dextrose corn sugar in a boil I, I think you need a lower ph environment for that sort of thing to happen if you want to invert um, it yeah look yeah, for the recipe but for I, that the yeast should okay. ferment it just fine but you're talking probably about um subtleties of the ferment flavors that come out of it yep. to be the difference mm-hmm. um so i mean you can shell out some cash and buy some mm-hmm. of the pricey colorless or almost colorless Belgian, no, blonde Belgian sugars and probably get exactly what you're looking for. I do remember at one of the sort of mid-state county fairs I went to several years ago seeing bags of CNH beet sugar, but I've never seen it out here in a store, so I don't know what you'd have to do to get it. If you can find that, that might be a good thing to go for. Um, if you want to get the sugar profile exactly right, that would be the thing to do. I know, Brian, how much taste difference did you get from all those different sugars and those triples that at the NHC? It was it was pretty substantial. It was interesting. I mean, they, each one was a different brew too, so there could have been some batch to batch variation. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, some of them just presented themselves with a little more strong kind of uh, you know not molasses, but like different different um, expressions of the sugar in the beer. And it was interesting, you know, just playing off the malt flavors and everything else that's there. It was it was pretty cool. But yeah, quite different. I don't, I don't remember all the the details of it by now. <laughs> right. NHC. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and, yeah. And another thing you can do, if, if you go back and read some of the old Jackson books on the Belgian beer, so sugar additions <laughs> usually aren't always early in the boil. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're late. Sometimes they'll add it in after, you know, when the beer's getting into secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like the... God, can I Actually, remember this as the Krausening is rising, or just is it starting to fall? Sometimes it's like that. I mean, I, th- I think I remember for Duval, they added a couple different times. They'll add it at sort of at the end, um, maybe a little bit up front at Krausening, but I think mostly it's sort of at the end, and then they'll add it again at bottling. And I mean, they're bottling down probably four atmospheres, so it's actually not a tiny amount of sugar, even though it's not a huge mm-hmm. amount. So do a couple different additions late. 
And that may well change your ferment profile. You know, you're going for a lower gravity, lower alcohol beer without a lot of simple, easily digestible sugars up front. You'll, you'll probably, you might get a little bit better action of the yeast you now digesting all the maltose. Uh, now, not sort of spoiling it on the real simple sugars up front. So it'll behave a little differently. And then you give it that simple stuff at the end when it's sort of, you know, worked been working real hard and it'll eat it up pretty yeah. easily you might get a drier beer that way and probably a different sort of ester profile yeah if you keep feeding it a little bit during the fermentation like that you can also you know not ramp, not have to ramp it up as high of a temperature and, and keep the alcohol even smoother than it already is you know and also i would i would again just suggest looking for the the belgian pills malt Okay. But, Actually, yeah. <laughs> more, more beer was out when I went to go buy the sack. Otherwise, I would have got it. Those rats. Yeah. <laughs> Not Aren't literally. Sponsored. They, rats, no. they <laughs> are well, other shows. They are of the session. Who cares about that? This is the number one, the yes. number one show. As the Martinez train rolls through town. All right. Well, very good, Patrick. Uh, thanks very much, man, for coming all the way thanks out here sure. from wherever Thank you, you. You're thanks, from. guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we're going to take a break, and then we come back. We'll do a quick rack, wrap up, and uh, we'll go over Peter's. Westy Six recipe, and uh, I think we'll get out of here. It's uh, Dr. Homebrew. Stay tuned. Where did you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com Dr. Homebrew, please report to the ER for code blue. Dr. Homebrew to the ER, please. No, and your tea time has been moved to 2.30. Now back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, it's Dr. Homebrew, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. We're going to do a brief recap of Peter's beer, which is a Westy Six clone, and then... um, Patrick's beer with his Belgian triple. What did we? Uh, what did we tell Peter to do? I remember some of the hops, right? Add more, more add hops, more. less phenols. That's good advice, I think. Just add more. Just add more, and then less of the things that we yeah. don't want. Yeah, right. It really helped me. <laughs> uh, I do have your recipe here in front of you, or in front of me, rather. It's in front of both of you. <laughs> if, if it's in front of you, where is it for me? Who am I? Uh, your original gravity was... Uh, that's your Westy 8. What are you doing to me? Westy 6. Here we go. Get out of my face. I'm going to confuse an already fragile mind. Uh, boil size, uh, 13.86 gallons. 11 gallons into the fermenter. Boil time, 90 minutes. Um, blah, 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 blah. Brew house efficiency, 81%. Look yeah, at you. Yeah. Nice work. I go slow. Mine's uh, like 70 on a good day. I know, and I'm trying to drop it. <coughs> You're trying to drop it? I want to get it back down to seventy seventy five. Come brew on my system. You'll be, <laughs> be. <laughs> you'll be driving in no time, man. Uh, here we go. Eight pounds of a Belgian two row pale malt, 
12 pounds of Belgian Pilsner, um, 38.991 grams of Northern Brewer uh, for 60-minute boil. You really get that third decimal point? I do. I have, I, have a, I have a crackhead scale. <laughs> <laughs> Triple beam. That's the only way to go. That's right, son. man. It reads what you want it to. That's right. For, 42.535 grams of Styrian Goldings, boiled for 15 minutes. Uh, 50.245 grams of Holotau, uh, boiled for five minutes. See, and I thought I was up there. Uh, a 10 gallon batch? 10 basically. gallon, yeah. Uh, let's see. Wolf tablet. Uh, two teaspoons. Uh, I'm sorry. 2.02 teaspoons of yeast nutrient. 2.02 teaspoons? Yeah, I went two. <laughs> One was slightly rounded. Yeah. Are you That's sure? the problem. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then the um, 1.8 packages of Trappist High Gravity, which is. Uh, what's the uh, White Labs number on that? You know White that, right? Labs is five thirty. Five thirty. Uh, y yeast is the God. I can't think of it now. Thirty-seven eighty-seven. Thirty-seven eighty-seven. The real question is, what did he do with the other point two of the package? That's drink. what I don't know. Got to drink it. <laughs> oh, like the deer's blood. That's right, man. Uh, and you, and he did a bunch of water additions, which I'm not going to go through because it's a lot. It depends on your. Basically, your whatever, it's the but, Antwerp water profile from Beersmith. Okay, uh, that's what I went with this Why this Antwerp? time. Um, it was just a rounded guess. Okay, it's, it's a different city from where this the beer it is. is. Made. Yeah, yeah, but um, and because if you look at the Brew Like a Monk book, it gives the West Flutterin water profile. But then if you read into the paragraphs, they talk about how they keep their water treatment secret. So it really doesn't mean anything at all. They could just be stealing mm. Antwerp water, and, and they could—they could be, and or that, they could be keeping it secret because they never don't do know. anything. And but if I see, I, I don't have East Bay mud water. We have Central Valley water, which is irrigation runoff. Right. So it, you know, I'm just shooting from the hip on that one. Yeah. You'll be fine. Bring a couple yeah. carboys out next time you visit. Well, you, uh, you can uh, fill up on our water. Like I said, you and you've <laughs> had my first one. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, original gravity ten fifty four. Final gravity ten oh nine. Thirty two point six IBUs. I think my IBUs are like thirty five. So I think You're pretty close. Yeah. Um. There you go. Nothing else I need to read. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple stuff. All right. There you go. Yeah. I'd, I'd say a couple more thousandths of an ounce of hops. That's where I think you went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thousandths of a gram. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Thousands. Man. God, how could it be so off? Oh, my crackhead <laughs> skill was good. It goes to tenth yeah. of a gram. 30 fold off there. 28.8 fold off. Brew it again and come back. I will. Please. Brew yep. more and bring it to me. Yeah. I can do that too. You can be brewing for us. And then uh, Patrick's Belgian Triple. What did we tell him? I don't know. I can't remember that. The part. carbonation uh, the was a, sugar. Little, a little more carbonation. Yeah, yes. a little more carbonation. Maybe change the sugar a little bit yeah, and get some sugar. of those classic Belgian candy sugar Try turbinado. flavors. I really like the the um, the the Belgian candy syrups. Mm-hmm. They make great. I syrups. really enjoy those. I think the I they think the, the flavor that comes through syrups is pretty are good. great. Yeah, as you, you're having the, the eight, and that's pretty much the only sugar that's in it, and it's great. It's it gives you exactly the flavor you want. You don't have to mess with trying to make it. Um, I don't know. It's consistent, and it's it's easy for me because easy. I'm stupid. Yeah, pre measured. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So, 
Was that basically it? I mean, I think everybody else's ferments were... Or not the, the ferment else's, was but. was pretty clean. There was some question whether there's a whisper of some some heat or some little esters too high, so maybe a little cooler. Weren't we're not not a big deal. Um, the chat loved that, by the way. And, oh, the whisper, right. the whisper, whisper yeah, whisper whispering of heat, heat yeah. whispering isopropyl, whatever. Yeah, and um, get the carbonation up a bit. Yep. Yeah, but uh, otherwise the base beer is pretty damn good. Great, good triple. Yeah, I'll give it a try with a uh, Belgian pills too. That seems like another interesting. That probably option. get a, a more traditional Belgian actual flavor. Just yep. keep that bottle conditioning going. You're doing it the traditional way. I mean, you know, bring it back to us in two months, and we'll do the show over again. Yeah, yeah. 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 By the way, he did bring this in full on like champagne bottles with a big old dimple in the That's bottom. Awesome. This yeah. is perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll have Lee up, update you guys in a couple months. Cool. Well, you need to come back on the show and update us, man. <laughs> Don't we hear it third hand? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Going all the way down Thanks and for donating Thank you, your beer and your time. And uh, especially to my, my very handsome co-hosts here, Brian and Lee. And uh, a big thank you to Five Star. If you are having problems cleaning your equipment or you just don't want to do the scrubbing, um, soak it all in PBW. That's what I do. And uh, I love it. I, I can't get enough of Five Star. So uh, visit them. Check out your local homebrew shop. If they don't have any, demand it. Uh, if they still don't have any, kick you out, go online and find it. <clears throat> Definitely worth it. Yep. If you want your beer on Dr. Homebrew, email me, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll get you set up. Uh, you do not have to be local to us. You can definitely ship your beer in. We can Skype call you. Uh, we've, we've even done some international ones before and some test, uh, test shows. So uh, wherever you are in the grand world of beer, uh, send me an email. Let's get you on the show. If you need some help, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're not hitting quite hitting the numbers that you want in competition, or uh, there's a little off flavor you can't pin down, or you just want general advice on on, on brewing, Bri- uh, Brian and Lee will definitely help you out, and then I will uh, drink your beer and stumble through the rest of the show. So uh, anyway, give us a call or give us an email, JP at thebringnetwork.com, if you want to be on Doctor Homebrew. Man, I'm a mess right now forgot to hit the, the bed and everything so I'm supposed to, and this is where i'm supposed to go and if you want to be on dr homebrew contact blah 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 blah. but uh you know it's 10 23 here and i'm ready for another beer so we're gonna get out of here thanks guys appreciate you coming in thank you taking time from your lives and uh we'll see you next time on dr homebrew